It is W-M-A-Y. My name's Kevin Hart, filling in for Mike Winmacher. It is the Win- Mike Winmacher Show, sans Mike Winmacher, then. Uh, every Friday, I connect with Gus Gordon. We talk about things going on here and around the country, sometimes around the world, on State of the Arts. Gus is with me live. How are you, Gus? Kevin, I'm doing pretty good today on this foggy, weird Friday morning. This was an awful, like, drive-in this morning, by the way. Like, it's, like, usually fog isn't too terrible, but yeah, I drive past Shields on my way from my house to the the highway, and, um, like, I couldn't even see the Shields sign until I was, like, parallel, like, adjacent, like, right near it, like, at the stoplight. Yeah. I mean, that's how thick it was. Awful. Like, just absolutely terrible, but um, it's clearing out now. There's, there's still a bit of it in the area. So if you're listening to this driving, please be careful, although I think it's sort of... And if, especially earlier this morning, I was, again, like you, yeah. I was driving in. Not quite as early as you, probably, <laughs> but yeah. uh, the top half of our building was not even visible a couple of blocks down on 6th Street, so... Craziness. Yeah, and I was I was walking out of my house this morning, and yeah, it was just street lights and a bunch of fog, and I was wearing my like long black coat. I'm like, ah, this feels like The Exorcist. This is creepy. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> oh, you'd be very busy these days if you were in fact. Oh an my exorcist. goodness, I'd be. <laughs> I wouldn't. Uh, you'd be booked every I day. I would be booked every single day, day and night. No, but. Luckily, that's not the profession I'm in. Uh, well, so, there you go. There you go. <laughs> but there is a. Uh, uh, but I, I spend most of my time either uh, watching or covering uh, arts in the area, and there's plenty still going on. Uh, plenty ho- of holiday shows that you can see uh, going on this weekend. It is the second weekend of Elf the Musical, which I got to see on Saturday, um, and it was great. It's. Um, it's so fun, so cute, and it follows the movie really well. And the songs are catchy. I enjoyed the cast. Uh, the main ensemble is great. Um, the chorus is great. I mean, it was a fun show. I, you know, I really enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, it is. It is a cute show, and the movie itself is just such a classic. Oh yes. Uh, you know, Greg Bishop was doing a, a thing this morning during his Hero of the Week when he was asking everyone, in addition to the Hero of the Week, who what was your favorite Christmas movie? Mm-hmm. And, you know, Elf has really become one of mine. It really is that. And uh, my wife loves Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol, mm-hmm. and uh, which is way before your time. But um, if, you, if you go online and Google it, you'll see a lot of people saying that was the best ad- adaptation of Christmas Carol ever. Oh, wow. I don't know that that's the case, but <laughs> <laughs> it's still pretty good. And then, you know, all the Rankin-Bass um, claim our animation specials I love, oh, especially yeah. – like the year without a Santa Claus and uh, Santa Claus is coming to town and and Rudolph, of course. And I know Jim was talking about that a couple of weeks ago about all the great specials that are on. So yeah, yeah it, it is the season. And the original Grinch cartoon is my oh, all-time course. favorite. I love that. Uh, of course, yeah. And anything, any Grinch that's over thirty minutes is a waste of time. <laughs> I think. Yeah, you know, I I um I was. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was young enough during when that fir- when the Jim Carrey one came out that I loved watching it. But um, I I understand that it's a bad movie by many like like it like it really is way too long to be a you know they stretch the Grinch out to ninety minutes. But um, right. Jim Carrey, I mean he that makeup is amazing and he does a he does a, a great job. But um, but I still contend yeah the '60s cartoon is the is the king. 
like not even well, close. Well, you know, when they take these these children's books and they turn them into two-hour movies, <laughs> like Cloudy with the Chance of Meatball, I don't know how many years I read that in classrooms across central oh, Illinois. Yeah. It's like, and then that movie came out that had nothing to do with that, you know, these books are little like book. 20 pages long, if that. Right. And yeah, like The Cat in the Hat was another like disaster movie, but we don't need to go into... You know, no. all those. But uh but anyways, but Elf the, the good thing is though, the Elf is one of those classic movies and it adapts to the stage well. I think it they did it does a great job um on stage because there's so much um there's there's one or two liberties they have to take, you know, just for the sheer nature of bringing a movie to the stage but honestly it does a really good job with it and they get the they get the messages across you know really well so yeah yeah um it is it is uh cute music and fun music i think the score is just great yeah yeah i I agree i agree yeah so uh second weekend of that if there's tickets available i i'm gonna be honest i don't know because it was pretty packed when i went on saturday and um so so if there's still it's, tickets, it's pretty much it's very close to sold out. Yeah, but there still are some tickets if you want to go see it. Um, another uh, and, holiday. And with that, up. with that, I do need to mention that you know um, it is going to be a full house. So those people who are worried about being in large groups just need to be aware of that. Yeah, there will be a lot of people there. There will, and, and please wear your. Everyone masks. needs to wear a mask. Yes, that's right. you know we want to keep theater going that around the world basically is how you have to you know that's keeping theaters open if you're masked you know precautions all that stuff right so uh yes absolutely important to say that um also another holiday show coming up this weekend uh it's the nutcracker holiday tradition uh jim talked to a couple of the dancers from the nutcracker um it was either earlier this week or it was um on friday maybe last friday but um you know they've been going around town and you know seeing them on facebook and everything and um you know the show and it's you know coming up this weekend um so it was uh you know it was great to um to see that that is uh that is opening up this weekend and uh seems to be a lot of excitement for it excellent yeah, so that is uh, that is coming up as well. Uh, another Christmas show, another Christmas favorite, the Dual Piano uh, Christmas show. We say every week, please get your tickets because they are also, I'm sure, very few seats left for Dual Piano because it is such a, a fabulous show uh, favorite in this town. Right. It, it does really well, and the guys are just great together. Yeah. And we've got a pretty good um, ticket sales already. So... I would advise people not to wait that extra week. Yeah, and to go ahead and take care of it now. Yes, um, yes, and you because you won't want to you won't want to miss it because it is um, it is a lot of fun. Um, they, uh, yeah, the two of them, Damien and Mark, just do a wonderful job on piano, uh, some vocals, sometimes other uh, percussive instruments, um, and uh, all sorts of different bells and whistles. And it's always fun, and the banter's great, and the songs they play them wonderfully. So it's always a fun time, and it's never dull. And literally bells and whistles because yes. he plays everything. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So um, always fun to. I think I honestly, honestly, I think he did one year. I think he did play, you know, like bells like they have in church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, uh, Damien can do it all, and, and Mark uh, is a great entertainer as well. The two of them together put on um, a fantastic show that is never the same show twice. Yeah, it really is. Might be the same songs, but they play them in different ways. 
They have different comedy each night. They're just natural born entertainers. Yes. And tickets are on sale for that for uh, the 17th and 18th at 7 o'clock. That's Friday and Saturday nights. Mm -hmm. And then Sunday, there's a 2 o'clock matinee. And that one is particularly selling well. So they all are. But the the Sunday matinee um, has a pretty good pre-sale. So I would encourage folks to go ahead and give us a call at the Hoagland. That's great. That's good. You guys also have, um, and I just I was just now remembering this. I didn't um, I didn't uh, write it down earlier. But the Hoagland's uh, virtual Christmas Carol is going to be available for a while, isn't it? Right. We put that back on sale. Um, it's on an organization called Show Ticks for You. Mm-hmm. It's our Zoom version of a Christmas Carol that we did last year, and uh, it was such a fun time. And the, in the end, results came out so well. We decided we would put it make it available again this year. So people can access that through our Facebook page. We'll have it on our website that people can get tickets for that. And then you can just watch it on your computer. It's video on demand, so you can um, you can watch that at any time between now and January 2nd. Cool. All right. Well, show ticks for you. Uh, the, yeah, it's a popular uh, streaming uh, platform that uh, theaters across the country have been using, um, and right. uh, it's worked out pretty well. So that's how you can get um, yeah, get tickets for that through the Hoagland's website uh, as well. Coming up, uh, too, is the Miscast Cabaret, which I am uh, going to be part of next month, um, actually, uh, the end of next month, uh, just one weekend only as well. It's the 21st, 2nd, and 3rd, I believe, is that weekend. And um, we had our first meeting uh, on Wednesday, um, got the song list and uh, got some music costume measurements. Um, and God, it was such a wonderful you know, group of people we have and, and some great songs lined up. And it, it is, um, there's already, already had a couple, I know, rehearsals with some of the solo numbers. And, uh, and it, it's going to be pretty good. I think it is going to be a very good show. You're going to tell everyone what you're singing? Yes. Or is that going to be a surprise? Well, actually, you know what? It might be a surprise. But if um, if it's okay to tell you guys, I'll tell you next week. You'll have to listen in. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, get permission first. Okay, yes, I will. I, I want to make sure that we're... Another January that. event we have coming yes. up soon is January 15th, which will be here before I know it. Yeah. Um, Second City. The Second City yes. Touring Company is coming back to Springfield. They always put on a great show, very funny people. And we've had a couple of people come down here that have gone on to, um, you know, become bigger names. Um, Mike O'Brien was one of them. And you might not know that name, um, but he was on a, a writer for SNL. And he was on for one season. I think he dated Cecily Strong, and they were a couple their first year together on air. And then he became a writer again or went off to do other things. Um he goes by Mike O'Brien, and then he goes by another name, and I can't. It's another um, like Pat O'Brien. I don't think it's Pat O'Brien, but he was one that came. And then um, we've had a couple of people who have gone on to write for Saturday Night Live who have come through here. So it's it's really cool to see these people, and you know, all of the big name, most of the big names in comedy have gone through Second City. Oh yeah. And anyone who's been on a a major show or on Saturday Night Live, most of them came through Second City. So, you know, come here on the 15th and you might see the next star of tomorrow. You might. And um, and either way, you're going to see a hilarious show, I'm sure. Uh, It's going to be a wonderful time. So, yeah, very funny, very funny people. Right. We'll make sure to make sure to have that on your calendar. We got to take a short break, but we'll be right back to talk about uh, several, a couple of things. 
<laughs> you tell me. It is State of the Arts with Gus Gordon. Another uh, a couple minutes here. We're going to talk about some things. Uh, before we jump on anything else, First Next is this month. Yeah. It is. Uh, great news for Central Illinois. Yeah. First Night, which has been an annual celebration for well over 30 years, will be uh, happening again in downtown Springfield this New Year's Eve. They were kind of waiting to make a decision just to see where we went with, you know, the, the COVID-19 situation. But they've decided to move forward. It'll be happening in a couple of locations downtown. I think First Prez and the um, the Hoagland Center for the Arts and I think um, the, the Friday night um, jazz um, show that the Arts Council does, that'll also be happening. Um, so it'll be a great, great time. A lot of great local groups will be performing and a fun way to ring in the new year. And there will be fireworks this year. They're partnering with the city, they being the Springfield Area Arts Council. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we'll get some great fireworks on New Year's Eve. That's going to be great. I'm so so excited for that. There will be all sorts of uh, performances as well. I know the, the Muni is going to be putting on a thing, I believe, as they do yes. most years, a medley of songs um, and all that, and all sorts of different, I mean, we, we, we'll be here all day naming every every single thing that's happening. Dad, there's so much, and it's always such a fun time. And like you said, they got the fireworks at the end of the night and all sorts of places you can uh, walk around downtown, see all the lights. I'm sure there'll still be some Christmas trees up, probably. Um, some will still be up somewhere, decorations and such. So you'll be able to walk around town and bring in the new year in a wonderful way. Yeah. So that will be, that will be good. So a couple things I also do... I want to talk about a little bit. Uh, the new West Side Story movie opens today. My favorite musical, probably ever. Um, and I've listened to the soundtrack. Uh, it sounds very good. And um, I talked uh, yesterday with Eric Davis from Fandango. He usually talks with Mike Winmock every Thursday. Sure. I talked with him, and he said he saw West Side Story, and it was great. Um, and um, most of the reviews I've read have been and heard have been that this is great. Steven Spielberg uh, did an amazing job, as he does with a lot of his movies. Uh, but, you know, bringing this story to life, um, not being a direct imitation of the original movie, which in turn was basically them filming the stage show, as a lot of musical movies from the day were. But, um, but you know, really does, you know, it does add a couple of new things, but like in a good way. Um, and it's a really a fun, uh, and in the parts where it's fun, because there's tragedy in it, you know, adaptation of this, of this classic movie. I'm excited to see it. Yeah. And Rita Moreno, um, is playing a pretty substantial role in this production. Mm -hmm. Of course, she won the um, Oscar for her performance as Anita in the original film adaptation. Yeah. And now she's playing a character called Valentina, I believe, mm-hmm. who is um, basically the, the character of Doc in the original movie. They've recreated that for uh, Rita Moreno. And she gets to sing, and she's just, you know, one of those national treasures that have been around so long. And she's in her 80s now, and she is so vibrant yes. and uh, so sharp. I've seen her in a lot of interviews lately. And how great. And this young lady, I forget her name, but she's the little young lady playing Maria. Oh, she Rachel. She was in high school last year. She played Fiona in her high school production of Shrek last year. 
And this year, she's getting Oscar buzz as Maria in Steven Spielberg's West Side Story. How crazy is that? That's yeah, amazing. Yeah, and I haven't seen the movie, but she sounds wonderful singing those songs. Her name is Rachel Ziegler, I believe, and she yes. she sounds great. And um, and I'm sure her. And from what I've read and heard, her performance is great. So that is that is crazy that she was, you know, just came straight out of high school into um national stardom as uh, as Maria in the new West Side Story. So uh, wonderful. Yeah, talk for about her. a first step. That's a pretty amazing yeah. first step. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the rest of the ensemble uh, uh, looks and sounds uh, they're great as well. So I uh, seem to have very excited to see this um, open. Uh, it's already open. It's today. I'm sure it's opened up some places probably like last night at midnight or something. So uh, hopefully I'll try to get to see that this weekend. If not, I'll see it at some point, I'm sure. But um, uh, definitely I want to see that. And uh, speaking of West Side Story, um, and the lyricist who uh, started out by writing lyrics to uh, West Side Story, Stephen Sondheim, of course, we talked about, he died uh, recently. And uh, the lights were dimmed on Broadway for him. And uh, yeah, it's, pr- it's pretty powerful stuff. It is. He was um, a genius and probably the most important person um, in the theater community of his generation. And there were a lot of important people, but arguably he changed the course more than any other person and just did brilliant work after brilliant work. He just was at a level that other people didn't even comprehend. Yeah, I mean, I he, yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. And I mean, ju- even just with his lyrics writing alone, I mean, and combined with the Leonard Bernstein score, I mean, so, I mean, yeah, some of the the, the lyrics, um, the, you know, the, you know, like every word, the way that comes out, whether it's in Something's Coming or if it's like the biting satirical lyrics in America or I mean, it's in, you know, just it's wonderful. I mean, he's he's just such a great, um, you know, such a great talent, and um, and and as we've said, he was 91, I believe. But I mean, you know, it's still, it's still, oh my goodness, if he could only, you know, been around for a few more years, you know, it's right. Well, he apparently he had Thanksgiving dinner with friends and family, and then the next day, and had it was was fine, Mm -hmm. and then the next day he passed away. Mm. Um, But you know, even though he's no longer with us, he is going to be a presence across the country for years to come. There'll yeah. be tributes, there'll be revivals. Um, his his brilliance isn't going anywhere. No, it's not. And um, and and as, as we can clearly see with the new West Side Story movie, um, there's buzz of maybe a Follies movie. I saw like just like a headline of that somewhere. They already want to do revivals of certain shows of his. So yeah, so his, uh, his work will live on for a long time. And we're here for it because... Love his work. So, yeah. So, rest in peace, Stephen Zonheim. Uh, absolutely. Uh, Gus, thank you so much for joining me uh, once again for State of the Arts. Uh, it was a great talk with you, and I'll see you next time. All right, Kevin. Take care, and everyone have a. Um... Have a very Merry Christmas if I don't talk to you before then. Yes, absolutely. Very Merry Christmas indeed.